0: listening to Ouija Broads. This is Devin.
1: This is Liz.
0: Liz, when we were off air just a moment ago, you said you had no idea what I was going to tell you about, but this is actually... I don't, and
1: you said I forgot to ask, I forgot to put our names in the last one. <laughs> <laughs> I said a lot of things. A lot of things have happened in the last few minutes. This
0: is a story that you actually added to our document that we have online of all of the ideas that we've come across since ah, the taping. Big list. Yeah, the big list. Yes. Our master list. So you've heard of this before, you just maybe haven't read into it. So I may not have. <laughs> you know, I'll lead you into it and ask you, have you ever been to a sideshow or seen circus geeks or circus freaks? Not to use a derogatory term, but it seems to have been reclaimed lately. As far as I can tell online, I can call people circus freaks, and it's not pejorative, but maybe it's a word I I should stay away from.
1: I kind of have, and I kind of haven't. Okay, Because of the magic that's North Carolina, Mm -hmm. it simultaneously has people with handlebar mustaches reclaiming like nail through the nose yes. acts and stuff like that but it also if you go to the state fair it just straight up has like madam zora the spider woman <laughs> and i don't know what's going on in those tents because i was like at best this is going to be upsetting and at worst this is going to be really depressing <laughs> oh, because like yeah <laughs> you know insert liz's entire discussion about people with disabilities in the yep. workforce here mm-hmm. and then psh, you know mm-hmm pass along. But what I do love actually is that the reclaiming of this stuff actually brings a lot of different bodies into visibility. Yes. Especially what the heck was his name? Did you see American Horror Story Freak Show?
0: Um, we watched part of it and then I got bored with it. Uh so we but didn't finish But how freaking
1: dishy was that illustrated seal guy? Oh my gosh.
0: Oh my like, gosh. I never yes, would have please. been introduced to
1: him Outside of a role like that, although I think he should obviously get more work, but I was like, oh my god, yeah. And he does freak shows with his wife, who's a burlesque dancer,
0: into it. See, and that's how I got most introduced to circus freaks or uh these kind of sideshow performers was through doing burlesque because working in even Spokane burlesque, you know, we had people who could do the nail in the nose and that they could lay on I mean I've laid on a bed of nails as part of a show or people who walked on glass or who ate bugs Mm -hmm. or did the they weren't people who were exhibiting themselves like their body parts it wasn't that Mm -hmm. exploitative 1900s freak show kind of mentality so much as here's a weird thing I can do not Here's the weird thing that I am because you're all weird mm-hmm. Victorians and you don't realize that there's nothing wrong with me being born, you know, with yeah. with no legs.
1: <laughs> you- Although I have to admit that, like, the older I get, the less impressed I am by bearded ladies. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm, Im-, I'm impressed by women who can walk around in the 21st century rocking their beards yeah. and not, like, collapse under the societal pressure of people being like, women have hair. Yeah. But yeah. – <laughs> but <laughs> it's well, most women have a little more facial hair than uh we like
0: to acknowledge then you realize right you just go mm-hmm. uh, probably a quarter of the women i know have pcos or something that's causing yeah. them to grow hair on their chins they just pluck that shit mm-hmm. i have two friends that can grow pretty righteous beards as women who are not taking testosterone yeah and one of them has done it as an art project and the other chooses to regularly you know debilitate and so like you said it's not something that shocks me whereas when i was growing uh. up i was like bearded lady how did that happen and now i'm just like yep
1: yeah. yup. it must be fake and yep. then you're like no it's really just that men and women are not, first of all, the only things that there are to be. Mm-hmm. And also, even if they were, are not on, like, opposite ends of the universe. It's more like they're oh, two yeah. bell curves with a lot of overlap.
0: Oh, yeah. With a ton of, yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel Gender's like. there's a construct. This has been your Ouija broad social <laughs> justice moment. I can't even improve on that. So we'll just let Liz's statement stand on its own. da 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 <laughs> Well, thanks for listening, folks. It was a short episode. And I'm not even drinking because I'm in a hotel room. I'm not paying like fucking fourteen dollars for a little for a thing little gray goose. Yeah,
0: like a little airplane bottle of vodka. No, thank you. Nope. Oh my I'm goodness. Like this on Water. <laughs> She's dehydrated, folks. She's not on enough water. That's the problem. It's the same effect as alcohol. There.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, now I'm still like going through though. I'm like freak show, freak show. Mm-hmm. What could this have? Ben. you're still trying to figure it out
0: well this is Uh a historic sideshow performer from the pacific northwest his name is james fitzgerald also known as the human ostrich
1: (gasps) i don't know anything about this i just threw it on there because i saw it on a blog one time well uh, i I guess i know why he's called the human ostrich but beyond that that's all i got
0: i still don't know why he's called the human ostrich (laughs) <laughs> I would have called him the human goat. Yeah, yeah. But, um <laughs> well, here folks, you tell us in the comments once you listen to this if if that's the name you would have given this dude. James wasn't famous for like I said a physical quirk, you know, he wasn't famous because he had different limbs or he was heavily tattooed or he was a bearded lady. He was famous for what he could do, and specifically what he could do was eat anything. Anything? Here's how. Anything. Here's how. It was 1916? <laughs> he could eat me. It says he was six foot six. So James, <laughs> I got your dessert right here, friend.
1: So like even even circus peanuts and apparently I hot dogs didn't phase him.
0: You know he <sighs> could eat baked beans from the can. No, it was the fact that he could eat the can that was weird, Liz. His 19 oh. yeah his 1916 obituary in the White Bluff spokesman described James as. It says, James Fitzgerald, once a resident of White Bluffs and who became notorious after he left here by eating considerable glassware and a hardware store or two, is dead. He was 69 years old. and I could not
1: parse that (laughs) at all just at all
0: <laughs> james was famous that was a
1: 19th century sentence <laughs> have i was. ever fucking heard one <laughs> they're like everybody take a deep breath and i'll see you on the other side of this paragraph <laughs> fuck my
0: slurring and slight head cold don't help but what was that from german <laughs> 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 it was and then yoda translated it <laughs> yeah <sighs> Okay. Sorry. So, <laughs>
1: it's so. It's been a long day. Please carry on.
0: Basically, it's saying James was known for eating himself a bunch of glass and a bunch of metal. Wow. Here's more of the quote, so get ready. He was 69 years old. And his death occurred a short time ago in the country hospital at Prosser of dropsical complications. Dropsy.
1: Oh, right. Dropsical complications. Yeah, yeah. That's a leading cause of death. It is.
0: In Back the- then. Well, I, I had to look up what dropsy was. And dropsy is edema. And I had to look up what right. edema is, which is swelling. So. Yes. Apparently, he had swelling complications that killed him. Couldn't tell you what the fuck that
1: means. But no, I think really when they said dropsy, what they meant is like whatever is happening to you has a side effect of making you retain water. So let's pretend we have a name for water. There you go. Yeah,
0: right? You got retention of water in your cankles. Guess you're going to die of it. Sorry. Hmm. The part I wanted to highlight, which is maybe why he was called an ostrich, was Fitzgerald was a man of unique appearance, being six feet and six inches tall. He had a double set of teeth and could chew glass as easily as most people chew gum.
1: The fuck is a double set
0: of teeth, <laughs> so it's really hard. It's really hard first of all, you can't find a photo of James Fitzgerald.
1: Every goddamn sentence in this obituary is a journey into mystery.
0: <laughs> Secondly, not all the articles, and I could find three which were all aggregated into one article that I relied heavily upon for this uh. Not all the articles mention his double set of teeth. I assume... Oh, shit, don't Google that. Th- is, is it what it sounds like, where you're like a shark ah! with rows and rows of teeth?
1: Yes. So this looks like, basically it's like supernumerary teeth, mm-hmm. which a million people I know have had, mm-hmm. but like the whole set. But yeah, instead which... of one piggyback tooth, yeah,
0: it's like a whole other semicircle in there.
1: Yeah. And, you know, honestly, you Googled it, didn't you? No, no, I'm just thinking about it. No, it's like once you look at it for a second, you're like, oh, it's really less that this is that bizarre and more that, like, the roof of nobody's mouth is a beautiful sight. (laughs) But, yeah. Liz, Google right now, look inside a turtle's mouth. Google that. Ooh, okay. I don't know, man, I've seen my own kid's... Dental x rays, so. <laughs> Look, shark teeth coming up. What? That's the sarlacc! <laughs> that so gross? Isn't it? What so kind gross? of Sarlac <laughs> vagina dentata nonsense <laughs> is inside a turtle's mouth? And that's not even like the evil turtles. That's no, all of them. It's not. I think that isn't that one
0: specifically like a loggerhead turtle
1: or something. I don't know. It's but <laughs> The turtle, it stays the fuck away from me. I liked sea turtles, Devin. Why did you have me look at this? Aren't you my friend? Oh no. <laughs> oh no. In the last t- says it's real. Snope <laughs> says it's real. Cause it is real, buddy. Cause it's real Oh they're like the, they eat jellyfish. Aww. I
0: know. <laughs> they're like if you ate too many pineapples, that's what your mouth would look like.
1: Like Guillermo del Toro <laughs> designed this tortoise thing. Oh, this turtle, bunch of skin tags hanging off your palate. That is <laughs> so gross.
0: <sighs> oh well, I didn't. Wow. I didn't mean to make you upset. I just wanted to tell you a little bit more about James Fitzgerald and perhaps why he was able to chomp through so much yeah. metal and glass in his lifetime
1: a little content because he's probably a pretty light subject
0: he's a little bit light so we'll speed ahead here we won't speed ahead sorry we're gonna breeze through most of his life because he doesn't get interesting to us until you know he's an older man he's born in the 1850s we think uh and it's somewhere in ireland we do know he immigrates to america in 1884 for work He can't find a lot of places that'll hire him. He can't find work. And so by 1885, he says later in an interview that he was so despondent, he ate rocks and shingle nails in an attempt to kill himself. Oh, that's really depressing. But what he realized was not only did he live, he didn't seem to have any ill effects from eating glass and nails. Uh,
1: that is a cruel way to discover your superpower. Yeah, it
0: is. You're yeah, so bad is. at
1: this that the rocks don't even hurt your guy.
0: But what he realized, Liz, was he didn't have to kill himself anymore because now he could make a living. He could go into taverns and bet guys five bucks says I can't eat this nail.
1: <laughs> and he could eat the nail and collect his money. Man, TV did not get invented a minute too (laughs) soon. it did not. People are so hard on the internet and our phones and stuff. It's like, yeah, let's go back to how we used to entertain ourselves. Yeah. Betting a guy that he was going to do something we thought would kill him. (laughs) And then being bummed that he didn't die and that we were out of gold piece, you know? Yeah. What did he write on, on, like, his taxes?
0: (laughs) not sure he was filing taxes, my friend. And at any rate, it probably doesn't matter because he started eating weird shit in 1885, and he lasts longer doing this when you than you might expect. Mm-hmm. So it's the 1890s, and he makes it to Seattle. And he gets a, a little work here and there, you know, maybe doing some lumber work or or some mining, but mostly... He just made his living, as far as we can tell, being the human ostrich. And in fact, from 1907 to 1913, now we can't prove this because they don't have a record, but at that time, Seattle had an amusement park called Luna Park, and they had on their billings the original human ostrich. So we,
1: God forbid there were two of these
0: guys. God forbid. Well, Liz, there were several people throughout history who called themselves the human ostrich, but they did it for other reasons. You know, they had long necks or they were extremely tall or, you know. No, no, people,
1: you we have to all get on the same page about what ostriches <laughs> are about. Like... I guess, it, as I as I recall my Looney Tunes, I do think that's one of the things that ostriches are known for, right? Is like eating everything. No,
0: you're thinking about Guinness
1: posters. That's not Looney Tunes. <laughs> you're thinking about Guinness posters, my friend. No, that's one of the two things they do. Like they eat anything and they stick their heads in the sand. They stick their heads in the sand and they are ballerinas. There's
0: no eating things. What
1: Looney Tunes are you watching? I swear this is a thing. Man, People come come to our Facebook and back me up on this, or Twitter or whatever. <laughs> no, back, back me up that this is a trope. Back me up that ostriches up. eat everything. Well, no, I will. It, like it's also goats, <laughs> but it's ostriches it, it's too. Goats. I have a very clear image of an ostrich with an old timey tin can on its head. <laughs> no, you have a clear image of an ostrich eating a Guinness glass. That's what. That's what it is. Isn't that why it would do that? No. Ostriches are not native to Ireland.
0: They were doing it because they were He was the policeman in the zoo and all the animals wanted his goodness.
1: What Devin? What kind of collusion? (laughs) Occupied France nonsense would the ostrich be doing as the the guard of the zoo. You're not making any sense. You are willfully, deliberately misinterpreting my words. You couldn't
0: understand the obituary and now you're pretending to not understand me.
1: Alright, well tell me more about this human ostrich I'm gonna tell you- who apparently did the thing. Apparently if I went back to 1907 people would be on the same page as me about what ostriches are doing. People I'm a woman out of my time. People back in 1907 thought Thought
0: all kinds of crazy
1: things. People in 1907 thought all
0: kinds of weird things about animals, Liz. You've seen taxidermy from that time.
1: <laughs> uh, I delight in it. That's the era of the Fiji mermaid, and it is fake. Yeah. You don't so know. Just carry on with your with your strophiest tail.
0: Um, <clears throat> Luna Park was only in operation from 1907 to 1913, which is. Probably okay, because unfortunately, Mr. Fitzgerald doesn't have a whole lot more time left. So this tale is about coming to a close, regardless of Luna Park. What we know is that in 1915, the Seattle Post-Intelligencer wrote a long feature article about Mr. Fitzgerald. So about the verified human ostrich, not the one at Luna Park that I'm pretty sure is the same dude because the timelines match up. But the mm-hmm. the actual James Fitzgerald, he said that he'd been eating, that he'd stopped eating non-food items for a couple years prior, which, again, lines up with Luna Park going out of business at 1913. Uh, yeah. But he'd only recently experienced some stomach pain. So, so okay. So he went to a doctor, and he got a surgeon who offered to do an operation for free, provided that he could keep the contents of Mr. Fitzgerald's stomach.
1: Ooh, okay, taking the whole grab bag approach. Just a total, <laughs> the thing
0: is, they had to negotiate, because Mr. Fitzgerald remembered that he'd eaten a $10 gold piece, and he wanted that back. So he told the surgeon he could keep anything but the $10 gold piece. And they they came to a conclusion that that was fine. So here's what the surgeon
1: found. (sighs) Wow. Medicine was just whatever you wanted it to be in those days, wasn't it? (laughs) It was just a man with a mostly
0: sharp knife willing to go, yeah, well, let's see what the stomach acid hasn't got to, shall
1: we? And did they have, they really didn't have much in the way of anesthesia either, so. (laughs) I think you got pretty fucking drunk, right? (laughs) Oh my god, yeah, this was the days of just, like, the faster you can go, the better. (laughs) Yeah, right,
0: I just want someone to hit me real hard in the head, and you cut as quick as you can.
1: Seriously, have I told you about the surgery that had the 300% mortality rate? How do you have a three, who did you kill? Like, Um, so the surgeon. Okay. So this was Dr. Robert Liston and his thing is like he could do it incredibly fast, which is what you wanted so that you could just go recover. Mm -hmm. And he was the fastest knife in the West End. And so, yeah, he was sometimes. The speed was not what you wanted because you kind of lost uh, precision. (laughs) So one time he was supposed to be amputating a leg and he castrated the guy also. (gasps) No! At one point he was cutting through a leg, took off the surgical assistant's fingers, and slashed a spectator's coat. So the patient and the assistant both died, and the spectator was so scared that he'd been stabbed that he died of shock. (laughs) So the only known surgery in history with 300% mortality rate. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's so awful. And he didn't even forgive me. This is awful. It's not even like he lost a, you know, a woman in childbirth and the baby. You know, so you're like, "Oh, 200%. That was kind of an easy one to to get. You managed to do three totally unrelated unattached humans."
1: Exactly. Just cause Oh my goodness. Completely independent. Yeah, it wasn't like, you know, I was separating conjoined twins right. or something. Right. It was just like whoosh. <laughs> so so yeah, I guess at this point, you know what they probably did is give him hella cocaine.
0: Oh, I so bet.
1: Have a good one, my dude.
0: <laughs> oh, I bet. Well, this I uh, <laughs> I would have only wanted to do surgery on James Fitzgerald if I was high because here's what the doctor found in one surgical stomach excisement one stomach turn it inside out I guess he found. I would do
1: that for free just to see
0: you are the guy I'm in love with on Jaws where you would just cut it open to see what's in its guts (laughs)
1: oh my god you're my Robert Duvall Fitzgerald came up the Gulf Stream (laughs) (laughs)
0: he did just like (laughs) bite radius is totally different totally different here (laughs) Here's what was recovered from James Fitzgerald's stomach surgery in 1915. Eight knives, one bolt, two and a half inches long with a nut on the end, one penny, one nickel, one dime, a shoemaker's awl, a loaded 30 30 Craig Jorgensen cartridge, one key. Is that a gun thing? Yeah. A bullet. Okay. One key, five pins, not the writing kind, the sticking in fabric kind. Nine parts of jackknife handles, but 11 knife blades. Oh. Nine f- flat springs. I don't know how you make a spring flat. Four German silver ring tags, three nails, and over 100 bits of broken glass. Well, where's the gold piece? That, surprisingly enough, was not mentioned in this article. But the. Oh. So, Because the doctor kept it or because he crapped it out? I don't know. Don't know. What the doctor did or what Mr. Fitzgerald did say was that he thought he needed another surgery to remove more because he still didn't feel good. So he thought there was perhaps more in there the surgeon hadn't gotten the first time. However, he never recovered enough from the first surgery to have a second. And in mid-February 1916 did pass away and was buried in Prosser's uh, Oddfellow Cemetery. Oddfellow being a a club like the Elks you could go be a part of, but also he's a weird dude.
1: Yeah, that he was eminently qualified it to be buried in the Oddfellows. Oh, so so
0: <laughs> okay, being buried there. But here is the interesting Spokane connection to all of oh, this
1: it, it's not just seattle he had a spokane connection. he too. didn't
0: have a spokane connection but we're playing seven degrees of kevin bacon here because i want spokane to be involved uh okay La- luna park was an amusement mm-hmm. park in operation on seattle's on west seattle's waterfront it was down on Alki beach and here's the kicker mm-hmm. the park was designed by carousel carver charles <gasps> id loof
1: Oh, the man himself.
0: The man himself. So the Luna Park did also have a loof hand-carved carousel. It had a figure eight roller coaster. It had a thing called the Giant Whirl. It had another thing called the Caves of Mystery. It had a clown. It had a monkey and dog circus. It had someone billing themselves as the original human ostrich shooting galleries. And it had the best stocked bar in the area. Uh, wow! It didn't last. When was
1: this? This was in the early 1900s. Yeah, ni- so Seattle was not really a family town.
0: It it wasn't a family town. It was definitely getting on to like the Klondike. Era, but it was becoming more of a family town. One thing about Luna Park was that Loof was able to bill it as a safe place for women and children to be after dark because he outlined oh. every building in so many light bulbs that it was very brightly lit. <laughs> so you could you could that was his send, aesthetic, Yeah, right? and you could send your wife and child there, and they would be perfectly safe because it was as bright as day. Uh, the, I love the families in the area didn't like that there was a bar. There were also some maybe deaths at the park from, you know, early 1900s amusement rides. So... Well, sure. It's not super surprising that it got shut down. And when they brought in a new manager in 1913, W.H. Lab, who actually built the White City in Chicago, uh, Ah. they got excited to reopen it, but... uh, I don't know if it was the backers or the other managers were just like, whatever, we're out, close it down. But, you know, the kicker is in 1913, it closed for good. So the rides were disassembled and removed. The carousel made its way to California. But Loof, while... The uh, park was in operation in 1909. His daughter gets married here in Spokane. His daughter, Emma, marries Louis Vogel, who owns a natatorium, which was. Oh, the natatorium park. There you go. He owned that. Um, For those of you who are like me and don't know what the fuck that is, it's like an indoor swimming pool. Uh, yeah, it was. It had a lot of attractions, actually. Yeah. It
1: evolved a lot over the years, yeah. but, yeah. Louis
0: Vogel definitely made it into more than just the swimming pools. It was an amusement park unto itself. And so as a wedding gift, Loof carved his daughter, Emma, and his new son-in-law, Louis Vogel, the 54 horses, the giraffe, the tiger, the chariot benches, and the two dragons that make up Spokane's Loof carousel today.
1: Say the the roll call again. 54 horses. Uh,
0: 54 horses the giraffe, the tiger, the chariot benches, and the two Chinese dragons that make up the loof carousel today.
1: Yes, they're so beautiful. All I, Most of the time I can't get my daughter to ride on anything except the tiger. Which is... Because it doesn't go up and down.
0: It's so funny. I, I always wanted to be on ones that, like, even though I thought the tiger was beautiful, I wanted to be on one that went up and down. Like, I wanted to be one that felt like riding, not just sitting on a thing.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a little bit exciting, honestly, reaching out for the rings. I hope they manage to keep that all when they put the carousel back together because, like, it's all... Reassembled someplace right now because mm-hmm. they were making a new frame for it, a mm-hmm. new building for it to be mm-hmm. in. But it was exciting to lean out and try to grab the ring, and you lean too far and you smack your hand on the metal thing oh, that dispenses yeah. the rings. Did you ever catch a gold ring? Yeah,
0: I did catch a gold ring a couple of times. You did? Yep. It was very, it, I mean, it's got that distinct like brassy metal smell, um, very weighty, and they won't let you keep it. I mean, I I'll, they don't... would rather keep it than have the free ride, but it was. They're going to fucking catch you. It's fucking catch me is right. Just scoot on out of there. You're not supposed to keep the plastic rings either, but I sure as shit did
1: that. There's somebody in our neighborhood who actually has a carousel horse, like a full-size mm-hmm. one displayed in their bay window. Oh, cool. And I'm on eBay right now, and I'm very disappointed in the price ranges of me having my own carousel horse it's in my house. Not going to happen. But also, as a parent, that's probably a bad choice because... Even if I could get my kid to understand yeah. not to climb yeah. on the antique carousel, yeah. horse, I think any other kid in sight probably no. would do it anyway. Anyone? It's just a lawsuit <laughs> waiting to happen.
0: And it's in your bay window. It is literally surrounded by glass. Hmm.
1: I wanted to tell you one it's beautiful though. One more thing whoa, about whoa! I Beloof. just looked at Charles Louvre's mustache. <laughs> <Was> it? <laughs> Have you seen was this? Was it shit? epic? No, I haven't looked. I just. Look at it. It's like a waterfall cascaded over a rock and, oh my. and became two clouds of mist on either side of it.
0: You described him perfectly. It's like Farrah Fawcett's hair, but on the lip yeah. of a man.
1: Yeah, just feathered like the wings of a magnificent bird. Magnificent bird-like angel.
0: And his his eyebrows are quite controlled for this.
1: this several push brooms that are happening here yeah well he had one thing he you do one thing and you do it well i, I guess yes guess. my goodness he shoot dude he knew it
0: uh he was going for it that accessory was his accessory shoot
1: yeah. oh okay i didn't realize that was like he's the one who made that style of carousel he of is he made that he built the first carousel at coney Island. mm-hmm
0: yeah. Mm The first carousel at Coney Island has a lot of his carousel work, apparently, in California. And I wanted to tell you about the Loof carousel horses, specifically the one in Spokane. There's an interesting note, I think, that the horses are arranged in rows of three, and the ride Mm -hmm. runs counterclockwise. So the side that's closest to the viewers is the right side of each animal in that group of three, and that side is called the romance side. And it's the romance, the romance side. side. It's called that because since that's the side that people are going to see and be, you know, romantically inspired by, it's the side that has the most jewels, the best painting, the most ornate oh, carvings.
1: The main comes over on that side. I get that's it. your
0: money shot, right? The left side yeah. where you would, as a passenger, climb the horse is called the money side because they already got your money. Oh, it doesn't have to be side as and the money mm-hmm, side. Also, you'll notice that when you are looking at that row of three, the horses decrease in size from outside of the ring to inside of the ring. The ones closest to the, you know, the big spindle cylinder that everything rotates around are smallest and it was twofold. One, it's cost saving. You're not using as much wood and you know, people are (laughs) less likely to see it. And then secondly, of course, is that the inside track, is smaller so they had to be smaller yeah. to keep to maintain those rows of three.
1: Ooh, okay this is all fascinating i do know what the loof ones everyone is unique it, yes they all have um, names or numbers right yes like they have things that make them distinct and yeah. often if you get a good look at them there's like a theme kind of going yeah. on like an arabian nights yeah. thing or uh, yeah, crusades thing. Yeah, I, or there's like oh, there's a ton of thought that goes into each of them. This is not just like the same horse painted three. No, colors. it's not a My Little Pony body that they just maybe change the color of the
0: mane. It they're mm-hmm. gorgeous. You should all look up Larry Montgomery, Spokane artist, and specifically, I mean, he does amazing work. I worked with him at WSU Spokane for a while because. Uh, we don't pay artists what they should, so many of us have to get uh-huh. other jobs. But he's an incredible artist in Spokane, very skilled painter, and he can do photorealism. And his mm-hmm. depictions of the carousel horses are beautiful. I have one that my mom bought me when I was growing up of a white horse. My brother has a black horse that's kind of like medieval. It's got, you know, knight armor on it.
1: Oh, yeah. And Larry
0: has has painted each of these Horses, And I think he's given them their own romantic names, you know, like Night Dancer or whatever. A 13-year-old girl would probably name her horse.
1: Wow, that's really... Yeah, I see that there's Ghost, fun Night, and Snow Dancer. Yeah, I think I have Snow oh, Dancer. Beautiful. Those were the theme at the MAC for a while because they put some of the Luf horses in the mac while they were redoing oh
0: lovely i am excited to see i guess the horses were in the netatorium until it closed and then they were in storage and expo 74 wanted them to come out for expo 74 but it was too expensive to restore them and move them on Mm. time so when the expo vacated and the German beer gardens was empty, that's when they installed the Louvre carousel into it in the heart of downtown Spokane.
1: That makes sense. Sometimes I just can't get over the fact that you're allowed to ride on gorgeous antiques like that. Isn't that like, incredible. Ba- based on my eBay research, yeah. each of those is like minimum a $10,000 piece oh, of art. Yeah. And and you're like, "Here, let me put my kid on it." Yeah. They're pretty potty trained. D-
0: they're mostly okay <laughs> with
1: pee. Yes, I have yeah the most I've ever seen them say is like, "Please don't like go run through the the Harold Belay's water <laughs> thing right? and then immediately come sit on these antique horses." Right? just they are made of wood just
0: take a you know <laughs> take a dry off real quick yeah. um yeah i do have snow dancer and ian has night now i want these mm-hmm.
1: that's better than having a real one that kids will fall off
0: it's just easier to maintain mm-hmm. so yeah larry montgomery everybody look him up he's a cool dude great spokane artist
1: nice There you go. It's like when we get to
0: talk about art. I like it when we get to talk about art, too. But now you know a little bit more about Leaf Carousel. You know more about a really interesting uh, Washington-area man who had quite the talent for putting stuff in his mouth that didn't belong there.
1: Yeah, I really wonder. I'm like, is that legitimately a skill that he had that (laughs) other people didn't have or was he just advanced and thought of something that nobody else thought of you know what i'm saying like i suppose so could any of us become a human ostrich if we were desperate enough i suppose so um i don't know was or does does, is there a specific amount of like not caring about the pain, or not knowing the pain, or do you have an extra strong stomach? Yeah. I really just
0: don't know. Very interesting. I don't, I don't ever want to find out if I could
1: be <laughs> yeah, that I'd person. I not to. When I was little, though, I used to swallow seed beads, you know? Oh,
0: why? Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Yeah. Just because you're a kid and that's what kids <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: do. Yeah. But I, I, we had them out the other day for doing jewelry and I was just mm-hmm. like, I still want to. <laughs> I think I just liked, I wanted the colors inside the color, me because yeah. they were pretty. Yeah. I wanted to possess them, I guess. Yeah. No, that's
0: very fair. I feel the same way with, um, there's a certain little red riding hood illustration I remember from being a little kid and there was something about the way the sweets were drawn and they're just little colored discs, but the shape and the shading and the color on them, I would eat the page if you let me.
1: Oh my god, you know what I always wanted to eat as a kid. See now we're like crossing over mm-hmm. into throwback book stack territory, mm-hmm. which is a great show. Hashtag LadyPodSquad. Yeah. It is in I think Berenstein Bears. No, here it is. The Berenstein Bears and Too Much Junk Food. <gasps> I don't Are you are you flashing yes. to it? Yes. I don't know what magic plastic clear box that brother and sister but, are throwing whatever into yes, their mouths from, but I but wanted I wanted it. it. Yep, there's something. What was
0: very, that? I'm gonna Google it right now so I can look at it.
1: Um, I can, I thought it was in too much birthday, but it's in too much junk food. Too much. I can never spell Berenstein the way that they want me to.
0: Same. Ah, oh, my goodness! It should be E I N. Oh look at that look at those Mm -hmm. they remind me they remind me of at bones chocolate in spokane's old crescent court you could get mints and they were they were chocolate candy coated mints and my mom would buy them for me and they were in white pastel green and pastel purple and they came in a clear box like this Mm. and whatever brother's eating it's got to be as good as those things has to be it
1: yeah God, I must have spent hours of my childhood looking at them with these clear containers Mm -hmm. and just, like, they're quaffing them like Vikings of old. Absolutely. You know, they're not just eating it. They're, like, pouring it from a height. Yes. And i think they're supposed to just be like jelly beans or something probably looks so good oh delicious Why are they in such display cases like precious jewels they must be really good what the fuck like dynamically is happening to what sister's holding is it a can is it a bag I, Is she's it a squeezing cylinder? it what is happening she's squeezing it but what was it like was it a cylinder
0: I assume so. She's got superhuman strength. What I don't like is that Papa wears overalls, but apparently Mama is always in a nightgown with a mob cap. Is that a nightgown? Looks like one. That like her. House I think coat. it's her dress. She wears it out to the grocery store. She just has a different hat on.
1: Oh, does she? Yeah. Why does she wear a mob cap? I'm not into it. I, I guess this was their answer to. Like, how do we show that she's a woman? Exactly. Bear?
0: Yeah. Sister has the I put bow. her in an
1: outfit no one has ever worn. Mm mm.
0: Mm mm. Not even a little bit. Oh my gosh. I remember the Berenstein Bears get the gimmies. I'd read about that. Mm. I'd read about throwing a tantrum.
1: Oh my God. No, I remember that hat that she had when she goes to the store. She has the hat with like a daisy it's, it's, that yeah. comes out the front right. like an angler. Fish. Right.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's trying to lure in other little bear cubs
1: so she can eat them was a weird series anyway but no i other than seed beads and whatever those were supposed to be (laughs) (laughs) that's where your pica ended yeah apparently all right well that's i don't know what what are you this is a whole episode really of like things in the world that i think i should be able to eat but i can't like i have definitely had some really good smelling organic raspberry soap that I just lost the battle of. It smells so good, yeah, but it's soap. No, it's a food. No, yeah. taste it. No, you gotta. You, yep. And then and then it kind of dries out your mouth. It, it's got some desiccant soap, and it really was soap.
0: It's. I think I sent you that <sighs> meme once where it's a picture of the e o picture of the eos lip balm that's perfectly mm-hmm. smooth. Bite it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and your brain goes why, and it says because your brain goes egg. I'm, I'm not telling the story well, but it's amazing. You do, there's something yep. about that perfect scoop that you just want to destroy with your teeth. You want to see your 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 tooth marks in it. It's like a perfect yep. little ice cream scoop. Egg. Eat it. Egg.
1: Eat it. <laughs> you got to. You got to. <laughs> yep. Why? You got to. Oh my friends. Oh my God. We- I enjoy this episode. I think of all the things, the pins upset me the most. I don't know why. Not the knife I, maybe blades. Maybe it's because it's the thing I, I've come closest to eating. Because like Sowing. most sew pe- sewing people, sewists, I guess is what people call themselves. Not sewers. Now that it's on the entry well, because it looks like sewers. <laughs> I'm both. <laughs> yes, seamstresses. There you go. Like most seamstresses, you often do end up holding needles or pins in your mouth. And I've never had a close call, but I've had a close call of a close call where you're like, oh, I was like two steps away from doing something stupid there.
0: Yep. I do it every now and then, but I'm thinking the whole time. This is between my lips, not between my teeth. My teeth are shut. Uh If I suck in air, the teeth are there. Like I run through my brain before I get to hold a Mm -hmm. pin in my mouth. And even then And you made me a pin cushion
1: and everything and I still Yeah do I really this. did. I really did. You really gosh did. you're rude. Yeah. I'm rude and probably gonna die from swallowing pins. Well, if I guess cause like a knife blade you could blunt, right? And a pin is just like very piercing. Still a thing. Very bad. Don't
0: look up the x ray of the puppy that swallowed a butcher knife. He's fine. He he oh, lived. No. He lived, but they figured it out. How'd he do that? Don't know, because puppies are magic. God didn't want the sadness of calling another one home, Liz. And they just noticed that their puppy was standing very, very straight, very still. Oh my God. And they took it to the vet, and there's a butcher knife in its stomach. Oh, fucking course it was a
1: pit bull. Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> they're also the goats of the dog world. Not the ostriches, Liz, the goats.
1: You told me not to, so I had to go look. Oh, my God. Why? You got it. You got it. Egg, egg. <laughs> Next time, I don't want you to do
0: something. I'm just going to tell you to do it. You're so obstinate. You probably wouldn't. Liz, don't ever send me a hundred dollars. Don't do it. Egg. <laughs> you got it.
1: You got it. <laughs> Hey, you know what people gotta? What do they, gotta they gotta do? They gotta rate and review and subscribe to us.
0: <sighs> Way to just put that in there. It's like we were trying to come up with a reason to tell folks what to do.
1: I never need a reason.
0: I know. You just do it. Folks, we do want you to rate, review, and subscribe to us. We want you to follow us on social media. We are on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We are on that other one, Twitter. That's Twitter. the one that I don't <laughs> like, but we're on there, and Liz does a great job with it. We can be found at our website, theweechabroads.com. Nope. Our website? Our website. <laughs> You're a de furtie, chef here. Yeah, bacon. <laughs> we, we can be found on our website, weechabroads.com. You know we've got amazing merchandise. If you want to give us money in a different way, then you can support us on Patreon. Every little hot
1: dollar you send my way makes me happy. So, yes, and you get access to cool stuff. I feel like in any given outro, we hit about 70% of the stuff we're doing. So, really, just type Ouija Broads in and go on a we're journey because doing... we do a lot of cool stuff. And this outro would be as long as the episode if we told you about oh all it. Oh my gosh,
0: we are all over the place, and I love it. We're working on a book, we've got fragrances to tell you about. There's cool other podcasts that we think that you should listen to. Hashtag lady pod squad. What? Mm-hmm. So do it all, friends. Do it all. And while you're doing it, we want to make sure that you live weird. Die weird. And stay weird. Thank you. It
1: don't eat quite as weird as things. <laughs> Just a little less weird. <laughs> yeah. Die weird and be buried in oddfellas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's where I'm going. Put my ashes there.